Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome to Believe in OK State podcast. I am Megan Robinson, joined by Eve Batoba and Justin Southwell. Guys, a little bit of positive news for OK State this week. Congrats to the men's and women's cross-country teams who placed second and fourth in the NCAA championship. So that was something positive to come out of this rough weekend. How are you both feeling? <laughs> Yes, big, big congratulations to them. Seemingly every year, they're just always killing it. So happy to see that. Definitely happy to see that. But um, yeah, outside of that, it's it's been kind of rough, you know? I don't think I've fully recovered yet, uh, even the days following uh, Bedlam. So, you know, I'm just making it through, making it through. Same. This one stings more for some reason. I just... I just saw like over the last few weeks, it seems like we have regressed to being an average football team that somehow can't win on the road. But then I thought, ah, you know, we're about to play the worst OU team in the last 25 years. We just came off a win against Iowa State. We got a little bit of momentum. Maybe we're back. But then that happened. So it's been rough. It's been it's been rough. No, it's 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 tough. I, I saw an unbelievable statistic that read that in 32 years as a player, an assistant, or a head coach, guess how many wins Coach Gundy has against that school in Norman? Right, 32 years, five. Right, five, five, five wins, which is pretty crazy, right? Our, our offense was just so limited. It seemed like, um, so yeah, that was tough. That was tough. I think which what made this year even more frustrating is that. OU is not a good football team. And I'm not saying that as, as a hater, they are not having a good season. Neither yeah. are we. I will admit it. But it's a lot easier to to lose to a college football playoff bound OU, who is a very good football team, than it is to lose to a mediocre team who's been hot and cold all year. And then all of us and and to lose one quarter, to not allow another point for 45 minutes and still scoring 13 points. We know we couldn't score more than 28 to win that game. In games that we've scored over 20 points this season, we have won. And case in point, we did not score over 20 points and we did not win. And that's the most frustrating thing. It's like the defense is doing their job and the offense could not get it going. It's just frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you you know what what actually really blows my mind is the play of our offensive line, right? I think um, one of the most glaring problems was the O-line. And as I, I, I thought about it, I was just like, when was the last time that we just had a great offensive line, right? It seems like it's been since before any of the current players were even enrolled at Oklahoma State. So it really makes you wonder, like, how much of that is in the coaching and how much of that is in the offensive scheme, right? I 
I once heard Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Johnson say that when a head coach takes a job, the first hire that he has to make is the offensive line coach. It's the most important position group. They set the tone, right? So I hope that Coach Charlie Dickey can figure it out. I know he's been here since 2019, but hopefully he can circumvent what's going on with this unit and that Coach Dunn can incorporate some you know, innovative pass rush beaters because it just has not looked good in a while. And, you know, I know that there were some costly decisions by Spencer as well, but with that said, he was also the reason why we were even in the game towards the end. We had somewhat of a chance in the second half. So at one point, whenever I saw him yelling at that guy on the sideline with the yellow jacket, it seemed like he decided to take the game on a different path and just say like, hey, in spite of what's being called, I'm just going to go out there and do things my way, which in the last podcast, I said, you're going to have to win in spite of the coaching. The players have to decide to take over. So it seemed like he finally decided to do that. Unfortunately, it was a little too late. And you mentioned the offensive line. I think that one of the things that actually made me more annoyed was in Gundy's post-game press conference. He mentioned that offensive lineman Jason Brooks, who had been grading as the best offensive lineman for the past three weeks, he wasn't available for a bedlam. And I was just thinking one offensive lineman would make that much of a difference. Like You've got to be kidding me. But wouldn't you know it, He's a transfer from Vanderbilt. So, you know, what is this? We don't, you know, we don't believe in the transfer portal. I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. But, um, yeah, that was rough. Spencer, like you mentioned, I mean, I kind of feel bad. Like he was, he's obviously injured and we've got him out there throwing the ball 67 times, rushing it for another 17 times. And, you know, he's battling through injury. He's trying to do it on his own, but he threw four interceptions. And actually that's a fortunate number because he could have thrown seven or eight the way that game was going. But, but you know what? It it almost is. Isn't that almost like the story of, (laughs) you know, his, his tenure with OSU. It's like, Hey, when things are going good, it's good. And when, and he can be the reason for why we win, but unfortunately, oftentimes, He's the reason for why things go sour pretty fast. Uh, but major, major props to him for even choosing to go out there and battling through those injuries because um, it takes a guy with a lot of heart to do that. I've said several times earlier this season on podcasts that last year I felt like we won games in spite of Spencer Sanders, not because of him. And I feel like this year it's been the opposite. And you do have to give him credit for going out there and fighting and and playing his heart out. And you could see his passion and you could see that never once in that game, it felt like some other players might have kind of given up a little bit, but I never felt for one second Spencer gave up. And to your point about him running the ball 17 times, he was the leading rusher. The rush, the run game has become non-existent and we talked about that a couple weeks ago that the quarterback should not be the leading rusher unless you're Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields and like not having Dom Richardson has been a huge detriment to this team they know you're not going to run it so then they just and they kept going to Jaden Bray I felt like the other like the corners were picking on Jaden Bray who is also now out for the season you know not trying to throw shade at him but they, they're saying if it ain't broke, don't fix it. This was very much a broken offense. You need to fix your play calling. You need to go to a different receiver because they are reading him. They they know what's coming and they're catching you every time. And it was just so frustrating to watch. And people on, yeah. on social media are saying like, Gundy is one of the best coaches in college football. He's a proven winner. And I would agree with that to an extent, but it's the people around him that need to change. And I think that Oklahoma State 
needs to take a good look at that coaching staff and figure out what needs to change because yeah, 10 win seasons are great. We're luckily, hopefully we'll have like a seven or eight win season this year and 10 win seasons are great. Yeah. But at what point do you want more? What point do you want to actually be a contender for the big 12 championship, be a contender for the national championship? And Gundy's not the problem. It's the people around him that are. And I think that's, I don't want to call for people to be fired, but something's not working and you need to fix the problem. Yeah, I think after a season like this that was so promising as you were heading into it, it's hard to imagine that big changes won't come, especially after a result like that against that that team in Norman. Um, I'm not the type to call for people to get fired, right? I've been a part of these organizations. I tend to look at the humanity. You know, these are real people with real families trying to provide and support. But like you said, it's still there's still a bottom line, right? There's still a business. And one of the most frustrating things is that it doesn't seem like there's ever a consistent, like, hey, here's four years in a row of nine, 10 win seasons, right? It's like, hey, we'll have one great season, right? 2011, 2014, 2021. And then the following season, it's like, what happened? We just fell off the cliff, right? The last time I remember was like, maybe 09 to 2011, we kind of had that run, but it's it's so tough to string together successful seasons because ultimately that's what's going to get you the big recruits. That's what's going to allow you to establish that brand. So when you aren't able to do that, then it's like, okay, is it Gundy? Is it the the supporting staff? Is it the uh, the assistant coaches? You know, what is it? But um, it, ju- it does seem like something needs to change this season. Enough about Bedlam. We are moving forward. New week chance for new opportunities before we get to our upcoming game around the big 12 Bijan Robinson had a day this past weekend. He rushed for 243 yards four touchdowns in Texas's win over Kansas. And he earned big 12 offensive player of the week honors. K-State took care of business in Morgantown. So Eve, you did not have to burn your couch. I'm happy for you mm-hmm. and your wife. Cause I'm sure she would not have appreciated that. And they will face TCU in the big 12 championship TCU remains undefeated. They are four in the college football playoff rankings. And that was one of the most like chaotic endings to a game. I I think I've seen running it on third down and then quick change and quick substitution. Um, But Max Duggan, he led the game winning drive without stars, Kendra Miller and Quinton Johnson. As I said, they ran the ball on third down, quit substitution to kick the game winning field goal as time expired. Sonny Dyke said they practice that play every Thursday, but what more can Duggan do to be in the Heisman conversation? I mean, the way that he came out there and said, all right, here we are without, you know, Kendra Miller and Quentin Johnston. And he said, look, I'm going to find a way to get this done anyway, especially in clutch time. Right. I think you you have to give him extra Heisman votes for that one. Um, he's doing every possible thing that you can do um, with the resources that he has to to get these wins out. And doesn't it feel like it's a destiny type of season for TCU? Right. I've been a part of those seasons in the past. I've seen Kansas State has had seasons like that in the past. It feels like that type of season for TCU. I'm excited to see what they can do as they go into the playoffs. But, but at this point, if he's not, you know, minimum like third in the in the Heisman voting, then it's just completely disrespectful to him because he's done everything in his power uh, to get there. I I'm starting to get out on TCU. Just I thought that they'd go in and take care of business against Baylor, handle them no problem. And it's a good thing they have Iowa State in Fort Worth next week. But I mean they might luck out 
and get a two or three seed matchup, or I, I guess three would probably be the highest that they could get in the college football playoff. But, you know, if they get into the fourth spot, it's over. Like, no chance against Georgia. Um, Probably no chance in whatever other spot they match up against. If they get against Ohio State, I mean, I don't expect them to win that. I, I'm honestly leaning toward they're not going to beat Kansas State in the Big 12 championship. I think they're probably just going to, you know, their luck's going to run out. And then that's just going to be that. It just kind of seems like as much of a Cinderella story and a destiny story as it's been up to this point, this is usually end of November where it all kind of just comes crashing down and snap back to reality. I don't know, man. It's hard to say. I think especially when you look at the head coaches, right? You have a guy like Kirby Smart over at UGA. You have Sonny Dykes over at TCU. Like I, I'm a big believer in great leadership gets it done. I think that both of those guys are excellent leaders for the football programs, right? And then whenever you look at their actual assistant coaches, it's like the battle of former Oklahoma State coaches. You have the offensive coordinator at TCU who is Doug Meacham, used to be a coach at OK State. And then over at the UGA side, right, you have um, Todd Munkin, right, former offensive quarter at Oklahoma State. And you talk about two excellent play callers, people who are able to scheme it up. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. It's honestly going to be a tough one. I mean, you're talking about coaches with some impressive resumes. And I know you're saying you're out on TCU, but, yo, any given Saturday, you just don't know what's going to happen. I think I said a couple of weeks ago that I could see K-State just plain spoiler. And I, I do think that that's going to be a really good matchup. I hope TCU pulls it out. I'm kind of on the TCU wagon. I would love to see the Big 12 represented. I would love to see a new team in the playoffs. And Same here. I know that, you know, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have been powerhouses in the past and have not had the seasons that they've had. But the Big 12 is a tough conference. And I think that there's been a lot of, you know, like if it's been really a, a close race after TCU, there was a few weeks where it's like, okay, if, if Texas wins and they're in it, if K-State loses. So I feel like there is, it's not this done deal where it's big, the big 10 and it's going to be Michigan or Ohio state representing the East. And it's not the ACC where it's going to be Clemson coming out of their side of it. And I, it, it, every year, you know, no one, no one this year would have predicted a TCU K-State Big 12 championship because the, the top three teams in the preseason poll were no. were Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Not one person would have predicted this. And it's kind of fun to – I mean, of course you want your team in there, but it's kind of nice to have someone new coming to the table and being like, no, actually, we're good. And – yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the rankings right now. Obviously, you have Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, LSU, USC, Alabama. I mean – there could be a crazy scenario where a one loss TCU who loses to K-State in a close big 12 champion. Cause also mind you, K-State's ranked 12. So losing to K-State, if K-State beats Kansas, losing to a top 12, maybe top 10, depending what happens with Tennessee and Penn yeah. state. It's not like you're losing to an unranked team who is a nobody, you know, like in the big 10, it could be Iowa or Illinois playing and neither of yeah. those teams are ranked right now. So you're telling me that Ohio state beating an unranked team is less impressive than TCU losing to a 12th ranked K state. Like that's, that's where I call BS on the committee. Yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, that's the thing though. We're so far up against it whenever it comes to the national media, because they're looking at TCU, like they looked at Cincinnati last year. 
And it's completely unfair because Cincinnati, while they had a great season last year before getting destroyed by Alabama, not even close to the same level of competition as it is in the Big 12. And they'll figure that out when they get here next year. But the thing is, if you're not OU or Texas coming out of the Big 12, they just completely disregard you. It's it's so frustrating to see it. Uh, and I'm I'm just I feel like we're just so up against it, even with the new Big 12 moving forward. But yeah, I mean, look, we, we've talked about it several times, right? You talk about the importance of brand power and all of that. And as much, Megan, as I want to agree with you, as much as I would love to see even a one loss TCU team come out of the Big 12 and represent the Big 12 conference in the playoffs, the bureaucratic nature of college football, the, the committee, the different television contracts, who has the most viewership, where are the most alumni coming from? It's hard to imagine Ohio State being out of the college football playoffs just because the viewership is so high. The alumni base is so strong right the university of michigan same thing so you know you look at that you look at lsu there's so many other teams that are traditionally you know those blue blood programs unfortunately tcu is just not one of them and uh you know because of that right it's 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 hard to get around the politics i forget where i heard it and who i was talking to about it i want to say it was on same some game broadcast several weeks ago about how the committee is not a paid job these people do not this is not their full-time job. They have other jobs. And so a lot of the, the decisions are based on what they know about the program. So, okay, Alabama is always good. So they're going to be up higher. Ohio State's always good. Michigan's yep. always good. So they're not people who are necessarily, I, I mean, I'm not saying they are or not, but are they staying up until 1 a.m. watching the West Coast kick? Oh, no way. Are they watching all the Pac-12 games or are they going a lot by hearsay and what it's been on the past? So this is my petition to be hired on that committee as a full-time job. I will be the first and I will watch all the games and make unbiased decisions about this from facts and statistics and give me blind resumes and let me pick it okay. that way. Meg for commissioner. We going for a Meg for commissioner campaign. I'm not saying commissioner. Look. I'm saying committee. You know, hey, look, if Condoleezza be... Rice can be on it, I think I can be on it too. I am on board. I'm gonna make Thank signs. You. I'm gonna write letters. Look, just let me know. Let me know what kind of support you need. If we need to do some fundraising, <laughs> let me know. Meg Maybe. for commissioner. We need a good slogan. A good slogan. I don't have that right now, but we will. We will brainstorm brainstorm in a little bit but before we get full into meg for commission campaign mode which is that's not a good slogan we're not going with that we do have one more regular season game to play that is this weekend against west virginia oklahoma state is 15 looking for its 15th straight home win and back-to-back seasons being undefeated in boom picking so fingers crossed as i mentioned earlier we've won every game this season where we scored 20 or more points but West Virginia has kind of, I don't want to say it has played a spoiler, but it's kind of, they're that team that could present an issue. Um, it's also senior day and everyone loves ruining a senior day. You know, it's always fun to, to beat seniors in their last home I game. I wish OSU would have ruined a senior day. <laughs> but Spencer Sanders is on the list of guys being honored. He still has one more year, his COVID year, but could this be one of his last games, if not the last game, we see Spencer Sanders in an OSU uniform. Yeah, I think that Spencer basically has three options here. Number one, he returns to Oklahoma State for his final year of eligibility, which I think is the least likely. Uh, number two, he enters the NFL draft and battles to make it on an NFL roster. 
which is probably the most likely. But hear me out on number three. Number three, I don't think it's too out of the question if he says, thank you, Oklahoma State, for some of the best years of my life. I'm deciding to enter my name in the transfer portal. And he goes to one of these schools that's losing a quarterback, right? He goes to a Kentucky or an Oregon or um, an Iowa, right? Somewhere where, okay, they had a legitimate offense. He knows they're going to get a bunch of eyeballs. NFL scouts are going through those buildings all the time. And he just wants to give himself a better chance at actually making a roster. And right now with quarterbacks, you know, playing until they're 40 years old, here's a guy who, you know, if he even if he takes an extra year, he can play for, you know, a pretty long time in, in, in the NFL. So uh, I wouldn't completely rule it out that Spencer might still be playing college football, just wearing different colors next season. I'm with you. I, th- I think that that's probably the number one option because this year he took a major hit in his draft stock. He would go as an undrafted free agent and good luck trying to make a team. But do you really want to try to go to the NFL right now? And then do you really want to come back to Oklahoma State with the way that things are right now? Because like you said, you could go. Here's what I'm thinking. And Meg, you're going to hate it. But I think I think he jumps in the portal and joins with his former offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich, goes to Penn State. <laughs> He's got protection from literally, I think everybody on that offensive line is a four-star recruit from high school. They're just stacked. And of course, uh, Mike Yersich, he brought their offense up from 90th in the nation to 37th in one season. Wow. Imagine what he could do if he had Spencer Sanders. And aren't and they still shuffling QB over there? For his draft stock. Well, and, and, that's the thing. His quarter, their quarterback is a senior right now. He's yeah. redshirt senior, whatever. He's going. He's gone. The so Nittany Lions are in. trying to figure out their situation. Yeah. yeah. I hope you're that's the so thing. It's wrong. like he he could literally like in the Big Ten, he would look like Superman compared to those guys. Like so much faster. Everything looks so slow, like just slow motion in the Big Ten to me. No. And I just think that he, yeah. could, he could absolutely dominate it and improve his draft stock, probably go maybe third or fourth round if he does something like that. Honestly, I just want the absolute best for Spencer for what he has given Oklahoma State. Like if that if it means going and joining Penn State to do that, yo, yeah, hey, you kind of you kind of talked me into that one, Justin. I like that idea with with his former offensive coordinator, Megan. I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, you definitely want the best thing for him. Absolutely. Now, I will give you some pushback. You're saying undrafted free agent. I think he's done enough to at least get himself in the fifth round of a draft. I mean, look at how. Look at what he's done holistically, especially across the Big 12 Conference. I mean, I wouldn't even put it past, you know, being a day two pick, right? So uh, he's just got too much talent to go undrafted, in my humble opinion. I'm no NFL scout. For those who don't know. Yeah, just the injuries, man. I just think that that's that's too much to overcome right now at this point. Um, Give him another year, and if he has better protection, stays healthy on his feet, he can definitely get there. But for those of you who don't know why even Justin are apologizing to me, Penn State is my least favorite team in all of college football. That being said, I have a lot of friends and a lot of good friends who also attended Penn State. So I'm going to have to hit some of them up and see how they'd feel about that scenario. And, you know, I would wish Spencer the best, but I could not in good faith cheer for him if he put on that Penn State navy and white. Could not do it. I usually cheer for players I cover. Mm-mm, not in that instance. I'm like, no, no. Hope you stay healthy. Hope you don't go, don't get hurt. But throw those four picks a game. I don't care. Yo, because- imagine, imagine Spencer Sanders going from the team with the most swag every every week. They've got something different on, 
and then going to Penn State with yeah. the same stuff week after week, no helmet logo or anything, just basic. Hey, at that point, the only thing that matters is making sure that you have a good supporting cast around you and that you can put up some numbers for these scouts, man, because this season was not it. I think, yeah, if he would have left last season, he probably would have had a better chance than this season. It's yeah, it was bad. Also, you got to think about this, like Penn State, uh, Meg, do you know what they're what are they ranked right now? Um, like 10 or 11, something like that. I think they're they're up there. They are 11. Yes, they are 11. Yeah, they've. They've only got two losses on the year. Um, yeah. What is it? Michigan and Ohio State. Like he's stepping yeah. into a, a a spot where he can immediately make an impact and then maybe be the catalyst to beat Michigan, maybe beat Ohio State, and then go for a Big Ten championship. That'd be crazy. Hey, if, if I was the one, if I was one of his advisors, Justin, that might be the move right there. That's probably what I'd be whispering in his ear right there. Hey, but transfer portal. I am deleting this entire segment and not putting ideas into anybody's head. Okay. I am not the only, the only good thing about Penn state, only good thing. They have really good ice cream the creamery. If you're in state college. Oh, yo. I heard happy Valley was one of the best places to play. I've never been, but I heard I it was- call it unhappy Valley. I, I went there literally five years in a row when I was on college. Every year I was on college game day. They sent me to Penn State, and every year I'd say, I'm not going back next year. Find someone else to do the story. And lo and behold, they'd be like, Meg, no one else is available. You have to go back. And I was like, this yeah. is this is awful. I hate it here. <laughs> Love it. Hey, but before we ever get there, we just need to focus on beating West Virginia this week, at least end the season on a good note. But yes. one thing to keep in mind, I think whenever you end the season on a good note, it's so easy to forget and forgive and be like, oh, we had a great season. Bring everybody back, all this and all that. No, it has to, it's like some change has to be made. And I hope that we're not just saying, you should have seen back in the day whenever we couldn't even make it to bowl games. No, we have to set a different standard and a different- So tired of hearing that. Program. I agree. At a certain point, 10 wins needs to not be enough and you need to get to playoff mode. And before, before we expand, before we expand to 12 teams, I don't want to hear that crap either. No. Yeah. I'm with you. But guys, before we get to game picks and all that good stuff, it's Thanksgiving. Yay. That it is. Neither of you seem that excited about it. I was just like, do you guys have a favorite Thanksgiving tradition? No. It's pretty basic, you know, watching watching football with the family. Uh just just sometimes it's full of traveling and stuff like that, but uh I'm I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm a little bit down. You got some you know, gotta gotta visit the OU people in the family. That's not fun. Uh so thanks guys. No, it's exciting. It's exciting for me because for a long time I missed a whole bunch of Thanksgivings, right? Either we were gone for, you know, Oklahoma State practice, right? Typically we were preparing for OU, by the way which I wonder why OU hasn't been the last game of the season in the last couple of years. I actually, it was, was last of, year. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I missed that. But, um, you know, typically you was Baylor. Or, no, that's right. Yeah. It's OU Baylor and Notre Dame. Baylor's a big 12. My bad. Yeah. So, so, so you're practicing for a game. Then after that, I left, I went on to go work in sports and you know, if you work in sports, then holidays, you don't really, you know, it's What's hit that? or miss, right? It depends on when the game falls. And then, you know, working at the Miami dolphins, I was always in South Florida, which never really felt like a Thanksgiving cause it's just hot and humid all around the year. So actually being back with family is really dope. My brother's flying in town and hey, I just can't wait to eat me some deviled eggs. 
deviled eggs on Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. That's the best side on Thanksgiving, period. That was always a side for Easter. We always had deviled eggs for Easter, but I I love me some deviled eggs. One time my mom made them and we were at home and my brothers were there. And I was like, oh, can I have that? And my brother literally took it. It was the last one. And he ate it right in front of me when I clearly asked (laughs) for him to hand it to me. Brothers. 30 eggs minimum. I could tear down some devil eggs. Yeah, no matter no matter the holiday. But uh yeah. Uh I'm personally uh, dressing dressing is where it's at for me. I like dressing and not stuffing. I don't want it coming out of the turkey and eat it from on the side itself. And I'll have more than half the plate of stuffing or you know, dressing, whatever the case is that year or whatever whatever family event we're at, we'll have different versions of it. But that's that's where it's at for me. Okay, what is the difference between dressing and stuffing? Yeah, stuffing is like inside the cavity of the turkey. And, you know, it, I guess, sucks in the juices and all that stuff as it's cooking. Dressing is just made on its own, its own side dish. Yeah, I don't God know. intended it. All, all I know is my wife makes some bomb uh, dressing, and that's second favorite. That's it's a close second. It's a close second, so it's up there for me. And by the way, don't sleep on Southwell's cooking skills. All right, whenever we were roommates back in the day, the whole reason, like half the meals that I know how to make right now, are probably because I just observed Justin making them. Whenever we were roommates, my senior year, junior year, and then uh, I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna recreate that. I'm just trying the whole thing. So, hey, props to you. Got really into the Food Network one year, so. <laughs> Love it. I, I'm i going to get a lot of haters for this. I don't like Thanksgiving food that much. <laughs> it's just. All right. Let's just end it now, guys. It's not any, of, not any of it. Not Uniform really. Not really. And I haven't, I haven't been home in, for three years. I'm not going home this year. As you said, working in sports. I mean. In the last 12 years, I've maybe had three Thanksgivings with my family. Like I just, it, it, and I mean, I miss my family, but I don't, I don't miss the the food. Here's what I need you to do. All right. Go inside of T Boone Pickens stadium. Okay. Okay. Make your way up to the training table, sneak up to the training table. Whenever the football players are up there, typically they'll do a day of Thanksgiving type food. I know you say you don't like Thanksgiving food, but once you eat it from them, right? The cooks were back there working that magic. You might reconsider. They be whipping it up. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to make pad thai this year. So that's, I'm pretty excited for that. Cause I can just do what pad I want. Pad thai on Thanksgiving? Yes. Yeah. I'm not making a whole turkey for me. Go get you some mac and cheese or something. I, I had mac and cheese the other night. It's, it's fine. I tell my mom that I'll cook for her. I'll do Thanksgiving dinner, but we're not having traditional. So I know that I will never have to cook Thanksgiving dinner for my family. And, Fair. You know, Fair. Christmas. I, I was thinking about barbecuing some ribs uh, for Thanksgiving this year, but I decided to smoke some turkey. I mean, smoked turkey, I could get behind too. I don't know. I just, I like the Christmas food better because we do Italian, but. Yeah. Okay. So Solid, solid. I, I, I ain't mad at that. Fresh pasta from South Philly, homemade sauce. Wait Yo, there. Philadelphia is one of the best food cities, one of the most underrated food cities in the country. I love eating in Philadelphia. The food scene there is pretty darn good, I will admit. Yeah, and and it's never one of the like main places that you think of. You have to talk to the locals. They'll tell you where to go. 
I don't know what. Yeah, this conversation is staring all over the place right now. But food, Thanksgiving, we can get into food cities another time. (laughs) And after the season's over, when we need to fill time, we'll we'll talk. I have a ranking. I have a ranking of the top five food cities in the country. Yeah, Yeah, we can also do college towns. I have some favorites in some college towns. So, but (laughs) uniform picks, (laughs) uniform picks this week. Or do you want to do game picks first? What do you want to do? Uniform picks, game picks. So with unis. Let's go unis. Unis. All right. All right. Okay. Um, I'm feeling it. I. What did I write down? Because I don't want to. I am doing gray, gray, black. We have not seen gray much. Have you seen gray at all this season, Justin? We saw gray week three versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. The gray jerseys. Uh, I remember because Gunner Gundy got in the game and he was wearing that gray. Well, I'm going to say we're going to see it again, and I'm feeling the shadow peak because I feel like that goes best on a gray helmet. Interesting. Man, I would love to the see that. Are you not there. entertained helmets, the infamous gray carbon fiber helmets that we were teased with but never actually saw? Yeah, I would love to see gray helmets, honestly. Uh, if I had to predict, I would say gray helmets, right? You're talking about came out once and we dominated in that game. So hopefully, you know, good juju orange Jersey, right? So gray, orange and white. Interesting. That's some crazy stuff y'all got going on. <laughs> you dang right, baby. It's the last week of the regular season. Let it all out there. This is most likely the last time we are going to see this template at home. It doesn't, uh, we don't know what we're going to wear in the bowl game yet, home or away. Um, and I say that because I think it's time that we're going to switch over to another template. I think Nike's got something that works for us. I think next year is the year they're going to unveil a new set. That being said, we are definitely going to be wearing black, orange, black with the OSU brand um, for senior day. Uh, got to wear orange, so... That's that's just what it's going to be. Look, that's hopefully basic. it's my favorite uniform combo. You, you know, my favorite uniform combo is the black, black, orange. Black, black, me, orange. That hey, that's one of the cleanest looks we, in the entire country. The last, time, the last time we wore it, we beat OU. Yeah. Bedlam 2021. Yeah. What good does that do now? You know, we've already lost to them. But, and with that, you. moving on. Game picks. Picks with Bix. He went with West Virginia. And Yo, Bix. Bix is feeling down. I hope I'm wrong. I do. What's his but, record this year? Um, not good. It's not good. I would need to go back and double check, but he's probably <laughs> his record's probably around 500. He's it's it's not good. Yeah, he was straight opponents for a while, and that was obviously not good. And then it got a little mixed because then we also got not great. Um, he's just a sophomore. He'll figure it out. We'll we'll get there. But I think after the offensive performance of the last two weeks. I think, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to agree with him and take West Virginia this week. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Megan, what is wrong with you? In an OK State (laughs) podcast. I'm sorry. You have to be unbiased sometimes. And I said, I hope I'm wrong. I said, I hope I'm wrong. (sighs) Well, I was not unbiased. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying, Justin? Here's the thing. OSU still has the home... Uh, home winning streak on the line. We have senior day. Got to send those guys off right. West Virginia has nothing to play for. 
Like they're not going to a bowl game. They're just coming here to get beat and go on to the off season. So I think that OSC will win the first game where they don't score 20 points because over the last four, however many games we haven't, we've averaged like 13 points. It's been abysmal, but I think we'll win 17, 14. (laughs) Need 20 to win. I was going to say 20 to 13. I don't know if uh, I'm expecting too much out of our offense. I'm hoping that a little special teams or defensive magic can happen there to get us in the end zone and that our defense is going to hold it down and limit their offense um, to 13 points. So 13 to 20 good guys, bro. What if they just like completely let it fly everything, not holding anything back. And we're like, what, where was this offense last week, bro? What the Go out there I with 66 totally points and just, yeah. yeah. Yo, I don't even know if I would be excited about that. That might just piss me off if we go out there <laughs> and we just and we put up 66 points. I would yeah, I, I might just roll over and cry. Well, we will see on Saturday. I hope you two are right. I hope Bixby and I are wrong. But that is all for this episode of the Believe in OK State podcast. Check us out on YouTube and be sure to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen on. And leave us a rating or review. We do read the comments on YouTube for better or for worse. On behalf of Justin Southwell and Ipatoba, I am Megan Robinson. This episode was presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening. And as always, go Pokes. Go Pokes. (laughs) Go, <laughs> folks.